Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. You can find my our our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. And today is episode sixty nine, and it's and it's entitled "How to Be Miserable and Single." Now, it, uh, hopefully, you guys see in that title that this episode is actually meant to be. Slightly humorous, and probably more so than humorous, it's meant to be honest. There are many people that they listen to the podcast and they think that I'm this guy that's just been like happy all the time. And I want you guys to know that's not the case. I I want each of you to know and understand that I have many challenges as well in my life. They just don't look as big as like big challenges anymore. Because there's so much in the world that I can't control. And a lot of times, there's a quote by Sidney Banks, the Scottish mystic, that says, everyone's doing the best they know how, given their thinking in the moment. So if we understand that everybody is really doing the best that they know how, then so are you. You know, this this path and this journey of my life has been Honestly, nothing like I expected. I really did. I expected when I was young. I mean, I I kind of expected to be the next Tony Robbins. When I was about 18 years old, and but in my own way. And I had big goals. I had big plans. I had big dreams. But the biggest one of all of those was to find and marry the girl of my dreams. Call me a hopeless romantic. Call me, call me whatever you want, actually. But for me, the thing I've actually always wanted the most, more so than any of that, was to marry the woman of my dreams and to be a dad. I mean, in, in the faith that I belong to and have grown up in for all of my life. You know, family is super important, but it's also super important to me. Even above that, I, I think we just have a natural desire to want to experience many of those things for ourselves. And I have to be honest with you guys, there, there were times before I came across some of the stuff that I know now, did oh my goodness when i when I would see my sister and and her husband with their one with all their wonderful children, it was really hard because that's all that I've ever wanted. I mean so much so that i've been I was so fixated on that that I mean I went on dates where I was just basically interviewing somebody. Now, that is not the best way to go about dating, just just for the record. Guys, marriage happens when it happens. I actually believe it's almost a byproduct of two people just going off and living their best life and living the life that they're happiest about and then after a while, they just kind of meet. I mean, that's really been what I believe now. 
I mean, but for years, I, I put everything around, you know, fun and going to activities and actually scratch that. I, I, I didn't. I put a lot of weight into thinking about, you know, getting married and doing those things. But there are plenty of days that I would just sit home for whatever reason. I would sit home and watch whatever sporting event was on. I was like, especially back when I got back from my church mission to Brazil. I mean, I, I watched all kinds of sports, just tons and tons all the time. And so I didn't necessarily go out. I don't know why. You know, it's interesting as I do these podcasts, because sometimes I say something and I'm like, wait a second. No, it wasn't like that. I mean, it's, it's almost like I'm remembering in the moment, guys. I'm trying to remember right now from like 16 years ago. So that's, that's quite some time ago that I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I know I put a lot of pressure on myself. Guys, I, I had to just take a minute and pause this recording because honestly, I, I couldn't remember a lot of stuff from way back then. It's, I'm just going to kind of go with some of the stuff that came up after this quite a long pause. I'm just sitting here and being for a moment. So for me, you know, I used to, like, I used to be super, super judgmental. Now, I like to say I come by that honesty. Honestly, I have Danish ancestry and we, you know, our our family kind of joked around about how we were, you know, we just came by it honestly to be like judgmental. But not even in the sense of, I mean, absolutely in judging people, but also in a sense of judging, almost in a, a type of Myers-Briggs type way. And what I mean by that is in order for Joseph to be happy, everything had to fit inside a tiny nice box. Now that's not usually the way that life works. Life doesn't ever fit inside a tiny nice box. I mean, honestly, if I had had a checklist, I would have at least thought I was happy. If I had had the checklist of being married and having, and having my own children, I think I would have at least thought I was fairly happy. But, you know, as, as I really look back and as I've learned some lessons even recently about how to seek out and love other people more, I don't know. I think I was so, I really did. I, I judged people for any tiny little thing that they would do wrong. Now, guys, I, I am, remember the title of this podcast is How to Be Miserable and Single. And frankly, a lot of it made me super uncomfortable. Like when, when people would just make, you know, when they would say certain things or do certain things, it really did. Like it honestly made me uncomfortable. And I don't know what that was all about. 
I really don't. I'm 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 sitting here and funny enough, I, I thought I knew what this podcast was going to be about, of simply just me being, you know, single and frustrated and kind of what happened. But as I look deeper, like recently I've I've tried to really connect with people as people. Now, I know that might sound weird, but you know, for so many of my years of my life, I, I did not feel like I fit in. And what's striking me in this moment is I didn't even fit into my own box. I didn't fit into my own box of what I had to have in life to be happy. And so generally, almost everybody else wouldn't fit in that box either. We all have certain things that we think we have to meet on that checklist. I don't know what it is for you. But for me, I've I've really just been trying to find myself for years. I mean, even back in the days when I did a lot of Tony Robbins stuff when I was 18, I was still trying to find myself. You know, funny enough, the more that I stop trying to quote-unquote find myself and think I have to have it all figured out, the happier I am and the better off that I do. What do I mean by that? When I allow myself to be a spiritual being having a human experience, Instead of thinking that I have to be perfect, whether it's for myself, whether it's for my Heavenly Father, or whether it's for anyone else that I feel like I have to be perfect for, it doesn't work. I mean, thinking even deeper about what this, what it appears this episode's going to be about is I had to be, I felt like I had to be nearly perfect. Basically, in order to be happy, and possibly even at a deeper level, so that your Heavenly Father would love me. And so that after this life, I could return to His presence. I never wanted to do anything that would take away from that. And so I allowed myself to live in this perfect type box that honestly was not the funnest box in the world to live in. A lot of times we think we have to check off a lot of those boxes and it's like, well, if I... (laughs) I, I'm picturing the Batman computer from the Batman 66 series you know, where he just puts, he puts in any input and out comes something. I actually made one of those when I was a kid. It was just, it was this simple little shoebox, And then you connect a couple index cards. So it slides in. And so you put whatever answer on the top that you want the question. And then on the bottom of the card, you put the answer and because it slides down, the, the card flips over. And so you see the bottom of the card instead. And I think for me, if I input 
it's like, well, if I'm married and if, and if I have kids, then I'll be happy. And, you know, I, I put this in my you know, little box and it, and it slides down. It's like, oh, you're happy. But that's not how it works. Happiness comes from understanding that we don't have to have what we think we have to have in order to be happy. As I said, back in the day, I felt that I had to be perfect. And it was exhausting. And it's funny because one time I asked my dad about this and he's like, Joseph, like you just, that's just how you are. Like I never, I actually was trying to get you to relax and chill. But for me, like that's just, that was how I was for so incredibly long. And you know what I've learned? You know, Mike Tyson has a quote that says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And you know what I've learned? Every one of us has been punched in the face so many times that sometimes we don't even want to get up. You know, the people around me that I, were, that I was judging have been through so much more than I could possibly begin to imagine. But I didn't see that. I don't know, some, somewhere along the line, I got this idea that I just had to be perfect. And it stuck. I mean, I remember a particular instance where there was this guy that was 25 years old and he was engaged to this 18-year-old. And I can't remember if I said this out loud or just in my head. But one of the, one of the other was simply like, dude, really? 25 and you're not married? Like, honestly, what's the deal? And you're marrying an 18-year-old? Come on, man. Now I've since learned, I've learned since that time that karma, kar, karma really does come back and get you. I bet, I bet that guy would be laughing so hard if, if, if he knew that, you know, I was, I was 37 and single. I mean, we are taught that we'll be like, there is that scripture that says, so this is in Matthew 7, and it says, Judge not that ye, be ju- that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here laughing at that scripture because I'm a perfect example of how that's really come to fruition. Here I was judging all these people that were just trying to do the best they can. And now I also know to a much greater extent what it feels like to be judged. I also know what it's like to mostly not care. Because everybody's going to have their judgments about you. You know, I remember at a, I was at an event with um, Steve Hardison. He's a, he's a fairly popular coach and, and I've known him for quite some time. 
And I was at an event with him and he said, we've got to stop judging people. You know, and really seek for the light, seek for the goodness in each person. You know, it's, it's interesting through some recent circumstances how, I've, how Heavenly Father has basically invited me to start loving more instead of judging. You know, and I find that just thinking about you know, some things that have happened somewhat recently. I, you know, the the quote kind of comes to my mind. Don't you know? Don't judge me because I I sin differently than you. There's a lot of truth to that. The attribution of this quote, when I looked it up, it it says Dieter F. Uchtdorf. And if if there happens to be another person that said it before, then I don't know. But every one of us, we do. We make mistakes. We, we mess up. We make poor choices. We really do. Like, we need to seek out and, and love people so much more. Everybody around you doesn't have to fit in your box. And, and looking back on my experiences, it, it seems like people that would spend time with me would feel judged. And as a result, they wouldn't want to spend time with me. And I didn't have that many, hardly any people that I was very close with growing up. And I still don't have that many people that I'm terribly close with. Just being honest with you guys. And maybe part of it's this. Could you imagine what would happen in your life if you started honestly seeking to serve those people around you? If you honestly started to just love them? You know, it's interesting when somebody kind of goes off the handle of how people kind of joke around, oh, what's wrong with that person? Well, even if we would just love those people, if we would seek to understand that that person's probably just having a really bad day. You know, I was talking to somebody and they, they happen to have special needs, and, but they also work. They're, they're an amazing, amazing person. And he said that when, when he was doing his job, somebody had the nerve to, I don't even like abbreviating uh, swear words on here, but think of, think of the, most, uh, str- the, the strongest swear word, and that, that's what they told him. And I, and I told him, I was just kind of, I was sitting and I was talking with him. And he said another time, like some guy just bent down and like un like undid his Velcro shoe. <laughs> Who does this? And I just kind of told him, I was like, dude, maybe that maybe they were just having a worse day. And I even told him, I was like, why don't why don't next time, if you're up for it, just tell him, hey, I hope you have a better day. And you know the funny thing? He told me that's exactly what I did. 
it's amazing how much people around us have to teach us. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm not sure how, how far I'm supposed to go today on this podcast, but this exploration has been eye-opening even for me. I mean, I'll be honest, like there's so many times that I do, I look for the most attractive girl to talk with or, you know, the people around me that seem, you know, quote unquote, part of the cool group or whatever, because I've never really felt like I was ever part of the cool group, probably for most of my life. But when I stop worrying about that, and I stop judging everyone around me, Man, people are amazing. So back to the title of this podcast is, you know, how to be miserable and single. It's thinking that you have to have things in your life to be happy that you currently don't have. That's what causes us to be miserable as singles. Whether that be marriage, whether that be whether that be children, whether that be, you know, not having a crazy ex, I don't know what it is for you. But whenever we think that we have to have something to be happy that we don't have, that makes us miserable. So for me, the biggest, one of the biggest blessings in my life is named Michael Neal. If you guys haven't looked him up, um, he's got a wonderful podcast called Caffeine for the Soul, and he's an amazing, amazing man that I owe so much to. Now, in this process of really trying to find happiness for myself, that, no, I wasn't really trying necessarily to find happiness. What, what I was trying is just, I don't know what I was trying to do. I guess I just wanted to feel okay. And I remember telling Michael that in a call one time. I said, Michael, I want these three things, these three goals, but more than anything, I just want to be okay in my own skin. And guys, when we take away that illusion of perfection, we are okay in our own skin. You are okay exactly as you are. And that is the greatest lesson that I could ever share with anybody. You are okay exactly as you are. And you don't need to change anything about you, about your life, in order to be happy. No, I'm not saying if you feel guided and directed to do that, go ahead, by all means. But we always think, oh, if I just fix this one thing in my life, then I'm going to be happy. Oh, if I just make if I just make this other choice, then I'm going to be happy. It doesn't work that way. The only thing keeping you from happiness is the thought that you of why you can't have happiness. So for me with with Michael Neal, it was realizing. So I mean the way it really happened is I was so I've, I've been a professional life coach for 18 years. 
well, I, I count my mission in there too, because that's pretty much coaching anyways. But so since I was about 18 or 19 years old. And so I was studying a different coach and all of a sudden on the, on the side of the YouTube channel, as, as you guys have seen, there's, you know, we, you, you may like this video. And I clicked on one called An End to Stress by Michael Neal. And I saw this man that was so incredibly happy and joyful, like genuinely joyful. And I don't really often see that in, you know, many, many of the coaches that at least I was connecting with and, and looking at at that time. This guy was just so happy. And so I reached out to him and after a few weeks, he actually reached out back to me and we ended up having two conversations that very much changed my life. I thought my life had to be like the big thing with him. There was, there was a couple one, I kind of threw out almost as an offhanded comment, you know, like Michael, I feel weird. I, I go and I, I coach people and then I go in the go in the other room and I play video games. And he's like, Joseph, what's the big deal with that? And he actually literally reached up a game that was and keep in mind at the time this guy was like 50 years old. And he reaches over and picks up a game. And he says, Joseph, I'm I'm gonna be playing this later. What's the big deal? And it was like It just gave me so much more permission to be myself. And the even bigger one came when the ball somehow dropped or, you know, it just kind of clicked that it wasn't the fact that I had to be married to be happy. It was the fact that I thought I had to be married to be happy. That was one of those absolute game changers in my life. I mean, and since then, I've had, I've had plenty of challenges. I've had things that haven't worked out. I've taken risks that haven't panned out. And it's okay. When you begin to understand that your life is okay exactly as you are, and you can be perfectly happy in the situation that you are, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's funny because I never really realized that I was almost on this setting, this revolution. But the more that people hear my podcast name, Happy and Single, and kind of like look at you like, huh? Well, why would you want to be that? You know, you, you almost want to like do a face palm, you know, where you hit, you hit, you hit your hand, you hit your face with your head and be like, seriously? Why wouldn't we want single people to be happy? I mean, it's just a giant, giant misnomer in the world that single people aren't allowed to be happy. So we get this, this cultural pressure and this, you know, pressure from our, our faith that gets us to try to get, take roads that we don't want to take and don't feel right. But I mean, that's why there's so many much divorce in the world. One of the reasons I think 
is because people are so pressured and forced to get married. Like, allow yourself to have your own journey. <laughs> I mean, I think if I would have known when I was 21 that I wasn't going to get married till, well, I'm 37 now. So, you know, 37 or later, I would have been like, no, that's not going to happen. And you know what? Who knows? I, I might have enjoyed my life those last 16 years more. But there's a lady in the Three Principles, her name's Kathy Casey, that she goes in and she teaches inmates these three principles that I, you know, that I allude to at times. And she basically teaches them these, this wonderful understanding of like, oh man, if we would have known this beforehand, we wouldn't be in prison. And she's like, well, oh well. <laughs> you can't control that, guys. You are where you are. And... And you can't immediately change your situation. I mean, maybe you can, but I, I know for a lot of people, like you can't throw a seed in the ground and then it instantly sprout. It just doesn't work like that. But you can start. I think the thing that has especially recently helped me more than anything it's truly just seeking to connect with people. Not because I think they're cool, not because I think that somebody can, that they can get me something or connect me with somebody. But just seeing them as people, seeing them as children of God that have hopes, that have dreams, that have desires. Every single person around you has real hopes, real dreams. And probably many of them feel like their life isn't working. And probably many of them ask the question, probably with much stronger language, what in the world did I do wrong? Every one of us spends so much time beating ourselves up instead of just allowing ourselves to be where we are. We spend so much time worrying about the past and the future. The amount of time you spend in the present moment is hardly any. And it's staying in the present moment that life is beautiful. Life is amazing. So one of the other reasons that I was miserable being single for so long was because I focused on everything I did wrong in the past. And I focused on how that's going to affect my future. Every one of us has times when we check out, when we don't do anything. I mean, funny enough, like four years ago when I, when I met Michael Neal, I actually became so happy that I really became complacent. And I kind of stopped doing much of anything. And I stayed pretty much in the exact same position that I was in before. The only difference was I was actually happy. And I didn't feel this overwhelming pressure to try to go make things happen in the world. Amazing things happen from a lighthearted and a fun and joyful and playful place. But they never happen when we're, uh, okay, I can't say never, but 
they they don't happen near as much when we feel so much pressure and have to perform and all those type of things. I believe one of the greatest gifts of our life, there's a scripture in the Book of Mormon in a book called Second Nephi, so 2 Nephi 2.25, that says we are says men are that they might have joy. Well, actually, the, the full scripture says Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. Guys, I think that that is one of the things that we lack the most in this life, is allowing ourselves to be joyful. And I think one of the things that gives us the most joy is creation. It is creating the things in the world that we desire to create. That is one of the things I think that gives us just an amazing amount of joy. I don't know what each of you are going through. But I do believe that, there's a, that you feel there's a reason that you can't be happy. You have to have X before you can be happy. Well, number one, once you actually get X, it doesn't really make you happy. And the other thing I've found is also by following our inner voice, like that helps us be the happiest. It's almost like this compass that leads you to gold and silver and all these really amazing things in your life when you follow it. You know, it's funny looking back at one of the reasons that I might have also been miserable was I wasn't following it. I may have thought I was, but I was so scared. Like the, the spirit would say, take this step. And I wouldn't take it. It's like, no, 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 that step looks scary. That step looks scary. And there's a good chance by not taking some of those scary steps, it cost me years of my life. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do anything about that, guys. The only thing I can do now is take these lessons that I'm learning and share them with other people and hopefully also apply them to myself. I don't know how many of these podcasts you guys have listened to, but I, there are so many times on this I am being taught, and it is incredible. I want to invite you, whatever you're struggling with, to just sit with it, to just sit in absolute silence. And, you're, and you'll be amazed at what comes up. I mean, I haven't thought about some of the things I've shared on here really ever. Because I didn't know any better. I didn't realize the real reasons that I was miserable. It wasn't just because I wasn't married. It was because I was, I was judging everybody. I wasn't loving the people around me. I was you know, worried about a lot of the wrong things. And if you are struggling, 
one of the ways that, and, and I know especially some people really struggle with connecting with new people. Uh, there's a book, there's a book called Atomic Habits and James, I think it's James Clear shares a wonderful example in there of, of, Hey, like when you just walk into a room, just immediately introduce yourself to the next person. Say, hi, my name is Joseph. Well, don't say hi, my name is Joseph, but you get the idea. Unless your name is Joseph. No, but seriously, like allow yourself to get involved. And if you feel that you're not getting invited out, like one of the happiest singles I've ever talked to is one of the interviews I did with my friend, Jim Christian, who has just an amazing, amazing story to tell. Amazing, amazing story. And one of the things he said is, you know, he get frustrated sometimes when people would invite it, wouldn't invite him to do stuff. So he started inviting people. If nobody's inviting you out, you invite them out. What if they say no? Then they say no and you ask somebody else. Funny enough, even when somebody says no, they really are trying to do the, be the best they know how. There, there's plenty of times I, I even say no. And it might be something I'm going through. It might be I, I have stuff to do. It might be that there's something I'd rather do. It doesn't matter, guys. We, we make so much out of, oh, well, this happened and this happened. Who cares? It's okay to say no. And it's also okay to say yes. And it's okay to be told no. See, we even judge people when they say no. Oh, well, does that, person's, does that person think they're better than me? <laughs> I mean, we do. I, I've done that before also. No simply means no. The word no means nothing about you. It just means no. I mean, there's plenty of experience. I was, I was actually talking to someone and they said they... This, this is an older lady now, but she said back in her prime, she would tell a guy no just as an, as an acid test to see, if, see what he was going to do. And so, I mean, especially if somebody rejects you for a date, like, you're welcome to ask again and again. I mean, now granted, like, there does come a point when you probably want to stop asking. <laughs> but, but then again... I mean, if, if you come up with really cool date ideas and stuff, I don't know, guys, I, I actually feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drifting off topic now. But, but the point is, get involved. Look for somebody around you to serve. And get engaged. I love the word engaged. Not, not in the sense of married, but just getting engaged, getting involved in life. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to create? What are your visions? What are your dreams? I was listening to a podcast this morning by Michael Neal. And on there, he basically said, you know, a way to kind of start dreaming again is just imagine if something literally dropped in your arms from the sky, would you take it? I like that idea. If it just dropped right in your lap from the sky, would you take it? then it is something you want and it's okay to want stuff. And so sometimes another way to be miserable as a single is not to have a direction. 
pick pick a direction, pick an aim, pick a, an area that you can go and start going there and you may have a lot of fun. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.